something to say. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Project Shadow. My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, And, yeah, I'm still writing on the book. It should be done by Friday. I, I've slowed my pace down to a chapter a day so that I can be doing these podcasts and uh, not drive myself crazy by trying to uh, write all the time. Because while I enjoy that, and sometimes I want to do that, Doing it every day for 30 days makes Charlie a dull, dull person. Yeah. So, I I have desire to discuss the weirdnesses of the media. And we're going to do that today through a discussion of the new Captain Marvel trailer. So, the second trailer for Captain Marvel came out and... I, I hate to say this about everything because I feel like I've just gotten into this place where it's like my default answer to everything, but it's fine. I mean, I, I, I'm i excited about this. I really like the character of Captain Marvel. I enjoy reading the comics. I, I, I'm excited about this movie. I think it's long overdue for a female Marvel superhero to have her own, you know, starring role. Not starring role, because... Technically, Scarlet Witch and, uh, oh, I just lost the name of uh, Black, Black Widow, um, have starring roles in the Avengers movies, but, you know, they, they share the billing with men's, and we're finally getting a female-led movie, and I... I I, I, it's okay. <laughs> I feel like it's fine. Like, okay, so I don't know how to really talk about this because as I was getting ready for the podcast today, I was looking at some of some other people's reactions to it, and I have to say the best reaction that I saw was on the Black Nerd Comedy on YouTube. Andre had a very... I, I loved Andre's reaction, but then again, I generally do love his reaction. What was problematic for me was the way a lot of other uh, companies decided to treat this movie and talk about it because you know if there's not a controversy if there's not something to stir the pot then there's not a story to tell and if you are going to try to run a large multi-million dollar corporation where you can take money in large doses from people well from advertisers so you can show their ads to people who are on your site because they actually want to know about the things that you're talking about mm. that you you have to stir controversy and I, i've often said you know that's one of the reasons why this podcast isn't bigger than it is because i don't like to do the clickbait thing i, I don't like to play that game for me, if a story's worth talking about, it's worth talking about. And if it's not, it's not. But I, I saw a lot of articles talking about how this movie showed a marked course correction on the part of Marvel. 
After what? What did, what did they have to course correct from? I mean, Black Panther was huge. Infinity War was huge. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, Ant-Man and the Wasp did really well. I don't think there's been a, a, a movie in Marvel movie after that. I mean, they may be trying to conflate what's going on with Netflix, but as I've said on previous podcasts, I, I, my personal read on that situation is that is Disney clawing back the rights to its content so that when the Disney Plus app, I believe is what they're calling it, launches next year, they're the only place that you can find Marvel, Star Wars, and the like. I may be wrong about that, but I, I have a really hard time believing... I, I just have a really hard time believing that Daredevil Season 3, or whatever the most recent season was, 4, 3, 4, whatever, was as bad as it was without being intentionally made that bad. I just, I, I can't, oh, maybe it was, maybe it was an accident, maybe they thought they were doing a good thing, maybe some people liked it, I don't know, but I, oh, I hated, I hated it, it was so bad. I don't like using that word, you guys know how much I don't like to use that word, but oh, it was so bad. So, I, I don't know what kind of a course correction you think that this is providing, and I, you know, like I said, I read some of the things and okay, so it kind of looked funny and yes, Thor Ragnarok was definitely a reboot of Thor and that franchise and made it a lot funnier, but that didn't seem to affect any of the other movies. Like all of the Marvel movies for the most part have tried to have a certain amount of humor to them. I mean, if they didn't, we wouldn't have the glorious puny god meme from the first Avengers movie. And let's face it, I mean, Iron Man was popular because it was a funny action movie, like all action movies are expected to be. A good action movie has to have humor and action. And, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark delivered on that. So I really don't know what correction they think that they're making on this other than finally letting a female-led superhero movie come out which again long overdue long overdue but i i don't know i just feel like this is i'm sorry this, i'm getting off on a tangent here but you know this is one of the things that has always driven me crazy about this industry and what by that I mean people like me who talk about what's going on in movies, television, books, comics, whatever. Where you have to make your stories interesting. You have to make your stories juicy. And you know what? For the most part, this is why we closed down the blog years ago. Because the news wasn't exciting. And we found ourselves writing stories about the stupidest little things. Like, do you know how many articles I went through today on the so-called, the supposed controversy about the auction of Luke Skywalker's original lightsaber? Like, I don't care. Like, it's nice that it's happening. It's nice that Mark Hamill has an opinion about this. But 
it doesn't affect the movies. It doesn't affect Star Wars. It's just a story. It's gossip, and it doesn't matter. It's kind of like all of the little things about what can we read into this trailer to tell us about the next Avengers movie. I, I, I can tell you what you can read into this. Captain Marvel's going to be in the next Avengers movie. And we're probably going to find out that some of the people that we thought were Avengers were Skrull. Yeah. Those, those are the two things that I think this tells us, if anything, about the next Avengers movie. And we knew that before this. We got a trailer. Oh, I just get frustrated. I get frustrated easy. But, okay, so about the trailer. <laughs> dilly dally dump. It, it was fine. It was exciting. It was interesting. They are, of course, being very bold and stating that this is going to be her fight against the Skrull. We get to see her origin with the Kree and that she's lost her memory and part of the story, which is probably going to be how they handle her origin story, is going to be in these flashbacks. Maybe a montage at the very beginning. That young... Young... I, I don't even... Young Nick Fury, man. Like, just... I, I don't... I don't know. I don't know how they did that. Like, is this the same technology that they have been using in the other movies to age people down? Or does Samuel Jackson really look that good? Because he looks so young in this movie... And I'm not going to go off on a tangent about that because, well, Andre over at Black Nerd Comedy on YouTube did a much better job than I ever will on that. But he looks really good, and I like seeing him have, you know, a sense of humor because Nick Fury has never had a sense of humor, really, in the movies. And seeing him play with the cat was cute. And, of course, cats, 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 cats. Back in the days, like, cats, cats, cats. But, ugh. If... I have anything that I'm hoping gets fixed before this movie comes out. And again, this may just be because I watched the trailers on YouTube on my television. But um, when Captain Marvel's kind of flying through space and doing her zoom, boom, boom, bop thing, shooting all the power from her hands, and that looked very cartoony to me. And... I'm, I, I personally don't care about that to a great extent. I mean, Legends of Tomorrow is one of my favorite TV shows, and their special effects are gloriously B-movie, just gloriously B-movie, and I love that about them. That's actually one of the things that endears them to me more than anything, is they just lean into it, especially with their recent Kaiju episode. Oh my goodness, I love that show so much. So, you know, I, I, I personally don't care about that. And so I don't notice that as much as other people do. And there's been quite a few movies that I have left, and I thought the special effects looked pretty good, and then heard people complaining at how plasticky certain things looked, how the CG took them out of it, and all of that. Now, I don't know if this is because of my age, and I grew up when special effects were really bad that I'm just happy with the state that they've gotten into now. I mean, when I was growing up, I mean, these were all Ray Harryhausen movies, you know, like the original Clash of the Titans claymation stuff. You know, that, that, that's, the, that's what I grew up on. And so, you know, modern special effects look amazing to me. Even the 
schlocky effects that you see in a show like, you know, Legends of Tomorrow. But if I'm noticing that, I, I know that there will probably be, you know, comments from the peanut gallery thereabouts. And yeah, th that will happen. Other than that, it it looks fine. I mean, I try not to judge these movies based on their trailers because, well, the whole point of the trailer is to convince me to go see this movie. And I have already decided that this is a movie that I will probably go sit in the pain palace to watch because our theater is a nightmarish hellscape of pain and torment with seats that don't sit right. And, uh, uh, it's terrible. But I'll probably go see it in the theater. Probably. Maybe. And that has nothing to do with the, the film itself. I'm definitely going to watch it, whether it's in the theater or as soon as it comes out to buy. You know, my biggest problem with Captain Marvel is they they kind of left me on a cliffhanger, like a really, like, oh, cliffhanger at the end of infinity war and yeah i know those characters aren't dead or the majority of them are dead or some of them aren't dead because you know they're already filming the next spider-man movie and you know yeah so you know spoilers but beyond that you know i felt it was weird to watch you know ant-man and the wasp after infinity war i thought that felt strange because you know the way Infinity War ended, and I kind of feel the same way about this movie, that I, I just kind of want the next Infinity War movie, and I wish they would have handled their timeline better so that this movie would have come out sooner. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited that it's coming out. I can't wait to see it. Cast looks good. Story looks interesting. But, you know... It's really hard for me to get excited about anything from Marvel because I, I haven't forgotten the snap and the snap stays with me. And yeah, yeah, that, that just, you know, I, 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 I want to know what happens next on that story and everything that comes out in the midterm, you know, in the interim just feels like a delaying tactic. I know it's not. I know I, I know how films are made. I understand all that. But it, it's difficult for me to get excited just because I want to know what happens in the other story. And, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm curious what you think about this. But trust me, I have more to say. But first, we have to take our sponsor break. So... We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. And we're back. And thank you for your patience with that. I still feel kind of weird about it, but it does help me keep these podcasts coming to you in a more regular way. So thank you for your patience with that and do support our sponsor if you feel like it. Okay, so back on topic. I, I Like I said, I really don't know what to say about the new trailer other than you know it looks like it's going to be a good story as far as the overall marvel thing goes I, I i have a lot of concerns i have many concerns going forward 
not the least of which is, you know, many of the actors that we've come to expect to be in Marvel movies are at the end of their contracts, and I don't expect them to be renewed. So I, I foresee a future where they're, they will either have to give us a new Captain America or we're not going to have a Captain America in the movies for a while. They're going to have to give us a new Iron Man or we're not going to have an Iron Man in the movies for a while. They're going to have to give us a new Thor or we're not going to have Thor in the movies after a while. And I, I think that that's true for everybody that's in, I think, the original Avengers. I think we're going to see some re-ups on that because we have heard the rumor coming up yet again. I think it's actually been confirmed and scheduled that there will be a Black Widow movie. But, uh, you know, I don't know how well that's... I don't, I don't want to say how well that's going to go over because, I mean, we already got the Red Sparrow knockoff movie. So, you know, and in a lot of ways, Atomic Blonde was the Black Widow movie a lot of us wanted. So to a certain degree, Marvel missed the window on getting that movie out. So they're going to have to do something special to make that movie count, I think. And, you know... I don't say that lightly. I just, you know, after those two films and, you know, I didn't actually watch Red Sparrow because it didn't look interesting to me, but, you know, I did watch Atomic Blonde and it was a very good movie. And in so many ways, what I wanted a Black Widow movie to be. And, you know, in the wake of John Wick, I think that those movies are also kind of setting the course for what that kind of a movie might want to feel like. And I don't know if they can get there with the, you know, PG rating that they're going to want for that movie going forward. So I think that that, you know, that could be an issue for them going forward. As far as introducing new characters, I think I need to stop saying, I think, <laughs> they're going to have some issues with some of the characters that they're wanting to bring forward. And there's a good chance that they will oversaturate the market come the Disney app and how the Disney plus app actually works. Because if they're going to give us a Loki series and they're going to give us a, what was it? It's the winter soldier and the Falcon series which, honestly, I wanted the White Wolf and the Falcon. I got really excited when they called Bucky the White Wolf and was kind of hoping for some more Wakandan adventures there. But, eh, you do you, Marvel. I just think it would have been nice. So, you know, we're going to get that. And who knows what else we're going to get over there. Because, you know... I, I, I'm curious at how they're going to be parceling all of this new content out because I do think hmm, there's that word again. <laughs> they are going to be very careful about what they put over there, and like with what they're doing with Star Wars, it looks like a lot of the films that would have come out as, under the a Star Wars story. Mantle will probably be 
on the Disney streaming app. And I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I, I think that The Mandalorian sounds like a very interesting series, and I'm basing that a lot on, you know, <laughs> who they cast for it. And of course, you know, we're going to get a Cassian Andor series, and I've been wanting that since I saw Rogue One. So I'm excited about both of those. The, the, the issue that I'm having with this is it's not like Marvel has ever shied away from having a whole bunch of media appearances for these characters. And I, I think about that, the Avengers cartoons that have existed in the interim from the time the Avengers movies, the first Avengers movies come out till now. And they, they've been okay, but they weren't in the same continuity. And the same with the Guardians of the Galaxy thing that they did. It was okay, but again, it felt disconnected and disjointed from the other stories that they were telling. And I'm not saying that those are necessarily bad things. It's just they need to to a certain degree, get their story straight. You know, at least with Star Wars, they've announced that there's basically one continuity now, and it's basically anything that they put out is in canon. So if I see it on a TV show, so if I see it on Rebels, or if I see it in the new Resistance cartoon, it's canon, and it's something that has happened in the world of Star Wars. If I read it in a comic... It's something that has happened in the world of Star Wars. And that gives me a certain logic through which to understand the world that I'm learning about there. Marvel has never done it that way. I mean, the comics are still a Wild West. They are not tied to the movies at all. And I don't have a problem with that, mainly because the... And don't don't hate me for saying this, because but it's true. The number of people that actually read the comics is a very small number of people. Most people are going to encounter these characters through either the movies or the TV shows that they do. So having those in a, in the same, if not similar continuity really matters for that non geek audience that they so desperately want and need to be able to raise enough money to support these giant movie budgets and i think that they, they i think those pe those kinds of people especially the ones that i know that are into the marvel movies they're already frustrated with how many marvel movies there are and when you start adding tv shows into that because they felt that you know they had to watch the netflix shows and many of those people that i talked to were very happy when they found out that they weren't really connected or tied in and so it didn't it wasn't going to lessen the next avengers movie when they saw it so in that respect you know i think that they they have some wiggle room with the target market that they're reaching for and i superheroes have been such a consistently popular thing for such a long time that i don't think that they have to worry about necessarily burning people out on superheroes i mean it's possible but i don't think it's very likely that we could get to a place where people are like i never want to read superheroes again and everyone sees superheroes again superheroes have to go away 
Now, for the pop culture, that could happen because pop culture is fickle. Superheroes are king right now. Well, vampires used to be king. And, you know, we can go back and back and back on that. Who knows what the next big thing is and who knows when the next big thing is going to spring out of a planned rollout into the mainstream and take over there, you know? So I, I don't... I don't want Marvel to be relying on the fact that they're going to be able to just have this audience and take it for granted. I think that's something that DC did and why the DC movies didn't do very well and why, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Titans soon, but, you know, Titans is, is fine. <clears throat> you know, you can't take your audience for granted. You can't think that they're just going to come along for the ride with you. And it's not so much that I'm worried that D that Marvel is going to start doing that, but I feel like DC is starting to do that. Because the live-action remakes are a really good example of this. You know, we we don't need these movies. And some of them, I think, were really good because they took the story and did something unexpected with them. Like Maleficent, I, you know, I feel that that's a fairly controversial movie every time I bring it up, but, you know, I really liked Maleficent. And I liked it for a lot of different reasons. One of the most important ones is how it took the story that we knew and twisted it in some way to be a different kind of story, right? So... That was a perfectly good reason to make a movie. You had a different twist on the story that you wanted to tell. Now, The Jungle Book, I mean, it was beautiful. You know, John Favreau knows how to direct these things, and it was it was fine for what it was, but, you know, this is where we get to say that horrible thing, do we need that movie? I don't think we needed that movie. Disney's been doing a lot of those lately for its own properties. And I, I'm afraid that with the coming of the Disney app, what we're going to see is the Disney channelification of both Star Wars and the DC, I'm sorry, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, I, I don't want to see the series that they do with the children of Thanos and all of the other baddies from the Marvel movies going to high school together. I, I don't think we needed that for the Disney villains. I know that there are people that fight me over that, but I don't think we needed that for the Disney villains. And I live in fear that when all of these things are residing in the same space, that that's what we're going to be getting from Disney that they are going to just look at these the way that they look at all of their properties and just mine them for every possible show that they could possibly make. The lower the budget, the better, because they'll just rerun it and rerun it and rerun it and merchandise it and merchandise it and merchandise it and suck it dry of all meaning. I feel, I, I, I'm, well, I don't, I don't think that they're doing that with these properties just yet, but having them 
so closely tied to the to the Disney app where we're going to be getting Marvel series that we can only watch on Disney Plus and getting Star Wars series we can only watch on Disney Plus. Uh, uh, that's 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 problematic at best. And I don't like it. And we'll have to see what they do cuz I, I can't read the future. I can't foresee what is actually going to come from these things. The trailer for Captain Marvel felt rushed to me in a way that a Marvel trailer hasn't in the past. I've really felt like the you know special effects weren't complete on it. You know, that that worries me about the disnification of these brands because Disney has never really cared about the quality of the material it can put out. It cares about the quantity of the material it can put out and how much money it can extract on each of those additions. So, you know, the Marvel movies are going to be good so long as they're good. So, I don't know. This Again, this isn't so much a rant about the upcoming Captain Marvel movie. I think it's going to be a good movie. I'm excited about it. But the state of that trailer felt rushed to me, and that just makes me worry about Disney's meddling in all this. But we'll have to see about that. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. If you have any thoughts, I would love to hear them. You can hit me up. I'm C.E. Dorset on Twitter or Project Shadow on Facebook. You can find links to all my social media profiles over at projectshadow.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. <laughs> that really does help me out a lot. Help spread the word about what I'm doing here and help me reach a bigger and broader audience. That does help out a lot. If you got a couple bucks you can throw my way, that would be greatly appreciated. You can either, depending on the app that you're in, click the support button or in the show notes, click the support. There'll be a link that says support on Anchor. If you click that, you can go over there and donate at $1, $5, or $10 level. That's a month. That money really does help a lot in getting stuff done. Um, I've got a lot of big purchases coming up, and I'm looking at my bank account, trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to manage that. So if you can help, that would be great. If not, do what you can. For example, if the app that you're currently listening to me on allows you to rate either this episode or this podcast, please do that. That tells the algorithms in question that, you know, maybe they should show my podcast to other people and helps me spread the word. That would be greatly appreciated as well. If you want to support everything that I do, including my fiction, you can go over to patreon.com slash cedorset and join over there. There's going to be some new things going up over there. I'm going to be rewriting and restructuring stuff over there. So if you have any notes on what you'd like to see, definitely let me know. And last but not least, if you have the Anchor app or you're listening to me in the Anchor app, you can go to my profile and send me a one-minute voicemail message. You can leave a question, a comment, or a suggestion on a topic that you want to hear me talk about. And that would be great. Keep it clean, and I will possibly use it on the show. So thank you so very much for your time. And until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.